One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. From a land far, far away where success is a long shot and the struggle really is real comes a voice from the depths of the concrete, the bowels of the BX, a voice that can't be silenced, here to share his positivity. Welcome to the Hope of the Hood Podcast. Guys, this episode is sponsored by ACAST. Make sure you check out their podcast platform, one of the newest, one of the best out there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on the Laughable app. Shout out to Ned. We love you, my dude. All right. Hope you enjoyed part one with DJ Juanito. Thank you for checking back in for part two. Hope you enjoy. Peace. Nerdy white kid, but he had the big baggy jeans. I'm like, why why do you look kind of? That's not you. I don't think that's you. (laughs) But whatever. Um, And then he was like, yo, you should really, you know, fuck with the record labels and just come in. So he would kind of like put me on some game and come down to the, the city and um, and this is I'm still in college, so, and then there was a thing called CMJ. CMJ is a college music, uh, college music, journey journal junket junket right. So it was a big college radio st- uh, college thing for all colleges around the country that mm-hmm. you could come join as a community of just college radio, just you know nerdy shit, whatever, whatever. So there was a hip hop section. So there was a, a they have a festival where they you could kind of meet and greet meet all the new upcoming artists. Network, meet the record labels, blah, blah, blah. That's probably one of the breakthroughs of understanding what the record label side. Mm. Uh, we got to do a part two of this because this is. This, this yeah, the, this, I'm this. like, damn, like, the fuck? We got it. Yeah, so. It's actually College Media Journal. Media Journal, right. Okay. Um, understanding that. And just go, being around, you know, record labels and understanding that part of the game. Like, are right, you want to be a DJ, you want personality? If you're going to be in music, you got to build relationships with record labels and understand who you know you are. So you build relationships with artists and management. So you kind of understand the game because you, if you're in the music, you love the music. Right. Might as well know the record labels because they're about the music. Mm-hmm. So understanding that and um, really just flourishing over time and meeting mad new people. Actually, a lot of new people come in and out. out so of you game. was networking. You started networking, mm-hmm. and then and then so you met Mikey D. He's interning for Flex at the time. And then funny thing, when I got hired at, at Hot ninety seven, it wasn't an interest; it was just straight street team. Mm-hmm. He was what still, was that entailing? Like just well, it was it's simple because my sister in law was still working. What used to work at the radio station, her co-worker at the time now moved up to management. Mm-hmm. He was in a position to hire people, mm-hmm. so it does pay to know someone. Does yeah. does help to know someone? So. Him knowing her and them had a great relationship and good, you know, uh, knowing over the years. He's like, all right, well, send me your resume. The next day, I send him. 
when I saw him and, and he called me up, I come for the interview. The next day I went to the interview. After the interview, I didn't feel like I got it because he was like just half-assing and like, oh, yeah, we do this. That, but, you know, don't worry about it. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, whatever. He's a real hip-hop head, like mm-hmm. Queens, heavy hip-hop, can't tell him shit, real purist. Yo, I fuck with you, man. I fuck with you. I'm like, well, yo, I don't know if you're gonna get this job or, or whatever. I'm like, all right, but it pays. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're gonna get it. I was like, all right, whatever. And then the next day, I get a call and I'm with my boy Quiz in the car and we're driving somewhere. And I get a call from this guy, like, oh, and like, hey, man, uh, this is such this is Keith Johnson. Um, let me, um, hi, I'll call you next week and let you know. <laughs> like, hi, for, oh, oh, I. Right. I bet. And that and was, this is Hot 97 Rom Ready? This is Hot 97 Rom Ready in February 2003. And it's funny. Damn, son. People don't. It's That's so weird. Ago. I'm not a big religious person, but after I went to a religious retreat in December or January. Um, this year? Of 03. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I went to a religi- religious retreat where you spent like a weekend at church with a bunch of kids and you all you do is pray. You get up, pray, eat, pray. Why'd you go there? My dad sent me there. Okay. He said, I need you to, you know, you need to clean yourself up. How old are you? Oh, I was like 18, 20. Okay. 20. Okay. So you need to clean yourself up. Mm-hmm. And just like, just clean, you know, go there with a, you know, a sense of you just want to refresh, start. And ever since then, I was like, yo, mad good things are happening. And it's always something after I do something religious with my dad or something like that. Mad good shit happening. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I always kind of it's kind of cheesy but it's really true if you really you know give your all to God you pray and no matter what whether it's good or bad if you pray or you just talk to him good shit do happen so I I never really you know every now and then I'm not a heavy religious person but when I do pray at random times I swear, in the next couple of weeks, good things happen. Yo, I was just literally talking to my homegirl, Evo, like one of the people that, like, before I started comedy, like... Not Novo? Huh? No, we say Evo, I'm thinking of Novo. Oh, nah, nah, Evo. Damn, you took it back, son. But, um, so we... I was just telling her kind of how, like... So last year, it was like a validation year for me. So every time I would feel like a fucking speed bump or, like, I would feel like, yo, what the fuck am I doing, bro? I would never get too down, you know what I mean? Like I would let it, I would let it, I would sulk for like a little bit, and then I would just keep going forward with my head up. And then like, yo, there would always be a sign, bro. Like there would always be something, like whether it be, you know what I mean? Like I might have been down, and then Alana Glazer hits me, and I'm like, yo, out the fucking cemetery, bro. Like yo. my emotions, and then, and then it would make me be like, yo, I'm on the right path. And then like I might get down again, boom. Then like. Mad people hit me up And I'm like Oh shit I'm still on the right path And then I get down again And then boom Something happens And it's like And now I'm to the point Like I almost don't even need that no more Cause I've had it so much Where it's like I'm, you, I'm, you, you, you stay positive Like I'm not a religious person either But like The positivity Is definitely something That I feel like one of, one of That like When you're positive bro Good shit fucking happens man I believe that Sometimes there's always good And in, in bad so when bad things do happen in my life, and there's mad bad things that happen in my life that's uh-huh. very traumatic and, and pivotal in my life, there's always something good come out of it. Right. Which is so weird. So, like, it's, it's so, I found, like, $1,000 in a cab once, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit, in a purse. I took that shit. Yeah. I was like, damn. 
I shouldn't have took it, but I left the purse. I'm like, hey, I told the guy. Yo, there's a purse back here. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, but here you go. I didn't say there was no money. And I was like, yo, hey, I found a purse in the back. Here you go. Whatever, whatever. I took $1,000, and I kept it. Not only, like, maybe, like, a week, two weeks later, my mom passes away, right? Oh, shit. Um, and I, But I used that money that I found towards all the funeral stuff, whatever, whatever. Well, that wasn't really a good example of that, but so my yeah, was, my brother was, was pretty weird. My brother, super weird. It's like I, I stole money and then I bought a tombstone with it. Like, oh hey, come on, man. And the dude came out, I was like, oh, and Paul Bear like, <laughs> I mean, tell you something. I don't take it. It's not right. <laughs> All right, so, so and then all right, so my brother passed away in '03. I mean, it, uh, oh, oh shit, my little brother, the one with the Audi, the, okay, the, the wild child. Was this the same year as your, your mom's passed? No, it's two years before. So my oh. mom, my brother passed away in '09, December, like right before Christmas. Literally, like in March of 2010, like a uh, couple months after my brother passed away, I get my first shot on the air on the radio, like for his mixing DJ. Mm-hmm. Flex had this thing at top of the year with Mr. C, like. Uh, the DJ takeover, where DJs allowed to mix for half an hour, and they see what you got. Okay. So there was a laundry list of DJs ahead of me that killed it. I barely survived, but my, um, I was so nervous. She was like, "Yo, listen, man, you deserve this shot." Like, not to say because I was doing already. I was doing, I was doing one of the most popping clubs in the New York City with, with Bobby Trent. We had this shit called Imperial. We just had in '09. We just had Hove come to the club and Hove didn't do clubs in New York City at the time yeah. he just released Blueprint 3 and we had the most popping club in New York and C was like yo you deserve this shot and whatever so I did my thing on the radio um, and that was one that was one example of just when bad things happen and this was after your brother passed away my brother passed away another thing similar when my mom passed um, but how was you Was you like da- I mean, Obviously you were down Right But was it like Something like you down And then you get this sign Like this fucking sign From It it was so hard Because I didn't know How to Is uh, uh, it groom Not groom What's it called Blossom? Mourn Mourn oh, mourn, mourn Okay I didn't know how to mourn Because There was always things I needed to get done Like When when someone dies You gotta deal with Their taxes You gotta deal with Fucking closing out Their accounts Uh Making sure you're, if there's some stuff left over for his money, there's money in the state. There's, there's a match you have to deal afterwards that you try to get done quick and then pay for the, the whole thing, right? Um, dealing with all that. And then at that time, I had to deal with, with an ex, ex of mine. It was hard to deal with that because she was, you know, not to blame on her, but just to understand that she was a needy person. Mm-hmm. I think that that would, it, it was hard for me to mourn because I didn't know how to mourn. Mm. And I couldn't mourn with her because it was so much shit that we were going through mm-hmm. that I was acting wild, nutty, and then she it felt like she didn't give me a chance to let me get my own space because she's always on my neck no right. matter what it is. And and that time I'm so I'm I'm trying to build a website. I'm trying to build my brand as a DJ. Um, a good friend of mine named Lola, who now she's a icon. She does French Mont. She works for French Montana Belly. She was trying. She was, she. I got with her early. She wanted to build me as a as a as a thing on the blog. She's like, "Yo, you're very you're very active. Let me help you." I was like, "Cool." But when this shit happened, it was like, I kind of got fell back and I gave up on a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to really touch on it. And I I actually got into trouble at work 
where I was always fighting with my supi- my um my supervisor. Yeah. yeah, it was it was constant back and forth, always arguing like and then not really caring about X, Y, and Z. I'm surprised I survived. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 then I would go through like random breakups with my ex shorty and then I'll be a wild child. I'll be smashing everything on site. Young smash, young smash brothers. And that's when what my I had this small little affair with this porn chick, and it was like one of the best things that I could think of. Just of just going so extreme, mm-hmm. where when this is when Kanye dropped um my dog twisted twi- twisted fantasy. Okay. And he had this joint called um fucking what's it called uh hell of a life when he talks about na about a porn star yeah. That was our so thing. So you was feeling it. Oh, what? You was gassed. I was in it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, we don't get into that. I'm jumping in. So y- your bro passed. Right. You get your first your first shot at the station, the sp- spinning. Then you were going into then your mom passed away about a couple years later, or a year later. Uh, she they two two years apart. My two mom, years. My brother passed away December twenty third, oh nine. My mom passed away. October third, twenty eleven. And then what was the break? Like, what was the breakthrough after that? After um, the passing? Yeah, because oh. you, I feel like you would get and you were like, then this it, happened after that. The depression didn't kick into like, it's it's so weird. Like, I I I felt like I I inherited my brother's anger when he died. Mm-hmm. All his anger, all his his bad demons, and I, I energy, all that. And then when mom passed away, I felt like I was lifted off that. She's like, I'm gonna lift you from all this energy you were going through, and then, and then, I don't believe in like in Voodooism, shit like that. But my aunt, she's very spiritual. She's like, you need to be clean. Yo, she, why do we all have aunts? Like, not Billy, but we got aunts like yeah, that. Yeah, like, we got my aunts, aunts the same way. They're very be... spiritual. They clean you with an A. They clean yeah, you with yeah. all this oil. They they they, they just bless you, right? Yeah. My aunt's like, yo, you've been you've been um you've been um you've been under a spell. She's like, what do you mean? You're under the spell. She's like, are you dating a Peruvian? My ex is Peruvian. She's like, yeah, but no, nah, it wasn't her. It was like an older lady. So either it's it's bad to say, but that's what my aunt said. So my aunt's like, yeah, this this came from this, this came from that. And meanwhile, my aunt didn't know that she was had her background. So for her to know that, where would she get that from? Right? This is this is your ex you're talking about, right? So it was it, it kind of comes back to like not able to mourn to to someone not be on you like if someone loves you and you're trying to go through x y and z in life whatever and they should be like just be supportive i know you're trying to get them back on track and i think i was going through a, a bad funk but um you gotta they gotta let you go through this this stage where it's either bad or good and sometimes there's one girl i know she always says that yo the deaths we either go through you'll go through will either make make you or break up like you'll make the family or break the family mm-hmm. and, and it really kind of broke parts of it but and I was just you know I only knew was Max I only knew her so then I kind of like alright well I only know you I'll just ride out mm-hmm. so it, it, I feel like a lot of it was very manipulative of just just being under her her under her umbrella and just under like, her spell whatever it was but just you know and, and not to say I didn't love her which I did but a lot of things I let slide, like her disrespecting my little nephew, um, 
there was a lot of a lot of weird things. I did, I would not allow allow now. Mm-hmm. That allowed that. Yo, that's bugged out because I just went through some shit recently. I had a breakup, but um, you don't like you real like it's not until like the shit that helps you recover is when you start real like you start looking back at the relationship or certain things and you go, oh. I should have with this shit should have been a red flag. These was mad red flags that I was ignoring because it felt comfortable. You're so used to it, right. and then but in hindsight, when you start thinking about it, you're like, "Yo, what was I doing, bro? I was bugging." And then you kind of grow out, like you f- like it lifts that weight off when you realize, like, "Yo, I, I was just holding on to something that wasn't really the right thing to be holding on to." You know what I mean? I'm gonna tell you something funny. A friend of mine's like, "Yo," because I, I had a meeting. To watch the game, whatever, whatever. To have another thing after this, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, we got, I got a, they got an emergency. I got to fly out. Mm-hmm. My 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 son, my son got found out. He got penis, but I'm like, oh, that little motherfucker got got an STD. He be all right. He got penis. What? He, he started peeing blood. Oh, chill, son. Right. Damn, I was like, what's he doing? I was like, he got an STD. He be all right. We can still have this drink. Where are you gonna go? The flight ain't gonna, you gonna catch a flight right now? There's no way. Have a drink and then we'll go and then you can go fly he out. He going to Teterboro. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so you get this spot. Uh, Mom Dukes passes, unfortunately. I like this you podcast. F- you feel like the weight's being lifted. Right. Thank you. The weight's being lifted, and then, so what's the next step in radio? Like, what's the next step that's going to take you to, like, you? what happens? I, we miss a big step. But what happens after you spin? C, Mr. C gives you the, the pep talk. Yo, you deserve this opportunity. You go and you do your fucking thing. Right. Meanwhile, like, on the technical level, I was I, but on the overall, as far as moment, I did great. Mm-hmm. So there's a thing where we're now the DJs are now having using laptops. So there was a thing where if you there's a lot of things happening with DJ's laptops crashing. There was a big oh, thing. Hold on, you was telling me a story, right? At Billy's birthday, could you tell me that story again? It was with you and uh, was it Mr. C? This is the same the same story. Oh, okay, my bad. So, like, I'm DJ on the radio. Oh no, no, this is something different. Oh, okay. I'll tell that story right now. More sabotage. More sabotage. Mister C. C is the big sabotage. Strong. When he says strong finisher in the game, he's me the strongest. I'll finish you in the game. Oh right. yeah. <laughs> Love you me. gotta try and get him on here one day. I'll Dude. reach out. I'll reach out to him. Um. So, I'm DJing. and the the story amongst DJs is that the laptops are crashing because it's Toronto because the software is not matching up. What it's not, whatever. So I'm DJing. I get to part of a song where I was like, "Oh, this routine I'm, I'm gonna do." And I I saw it. A comedian did this once. I forgot which one it was. It was a basically a uh, where the music stops. So I stopped the music, and and he's like, "What happened?" I was like, "Oh, my Serato crashed." And Flex was like, he was waiting to tear me down because Flex was like. He was at. He had this thing where if the DJ did bad, he would kind of fucking ro- like kind of like get at him, like really bark at him and roast him. And he was waiting. He was about to say, "Juanito, don't tell me." He was like, "Don't tell me." I was like, "Flex, there, what?" Made you look, and I played Made you look, and I had this fucking <laughs> bust. And everyone's like, "Oh, you got him!" Like, got him. And that was the. I was like, "Yo," and I think that the entertainment part of the radio of me mixing was it, like. Able to create a moment like, oh, you remember that? And to this day, people are like, y'all remember when you got flexed? Yo, can I just say something real quick? Mad yeah. random. Last night I get home super late. I fucking I, I like to watch PBS. 
No, I'm serious, but like I watch PBS in the middle of the like f- like three four in the morning because they always what shows have, on PBS now. No, they have it's not a it's it's a they always have like a documentary of a oh. do- they're trying to sell a documentary. You mm. know what I'm saying? So there was this comedian I don't know his name, but he was a musician. Mm. He was a uh, he was a uh, he played the piano and whatnot. Google be like Google. Google the dude. He's like from like back in the day. It was like fucking he did shit with Groucho Marx, all type of people. So Google back. But in I'm the day. looking at it right. So at first, when I turned it on, it's just a dude talking like on a mic. I'm not I'm not thinking he's a musician or nothing. So right, he, right. So he's doing a set like he's telling jokes and shit. Then he goes to the piano, and then has a whole fucking routine. So it's like it's kind of like. What you did, but in the p- so he added a different element. Everybody's playing the piano, playing oh, wow. music, doing their shit. But he like made it to where not only are you listening to the music, you're laughing, you're fucking having a good time. You're like, oh, this dude is it's just different than what everybody else is doing. Right. So even to me, I was like, yo, how did I not know this shit is bugged out? Like, diff- <laughs> like even like shit like that, that that with the made you look shit. Right. Like that's some shit where it's like, even if you're not a huge fan of of hip hop or maybe not even a few huge fan of a of a show uh-huh. when you you like oh shit you, it feels like somebody tried to do something more for you and the one thing that they're like yo we get it why you did it cuz that's so you like like you're such like you're such a ball buster such a fucking prankster you're such a fucking shit talker what was the name of you got the name of the artist? Victor Bor- Borges He's from Denmark from Denmark yeah I've been in Denmark Denmark's a nice place stop showing off B. sorry um so like they were like, oh, that made sense, but they were like throwing off, like, oh shit, you really got flex on the radio, and that's pretty dope because everyone's scared. Like they're deep, everyone's deep on the radio, and they're scared of flex. Flex is the god, man. Right? Come to that, and they don't want to fuck up. There has been, they've been some fuck ups where just the DJ's been like, eh, he did I, he just played, he didn't really show off, he got nervous, they saw the red light and they got scared. I didn't get scared, but my heart was pounding when I when I was done my it's adrenaline. When I was done my set, my set, I couldn't breathe. I How felt, long was the set? Like five minutes? No, it was like uh, twenty. Oh, half shit. an hour. Okay, ha- you get a half an hour on, on Thursday nights, and then all my all my DJ friends w- got the chance to rock. Um, and then you know I, I got those. Oh, you can't you can't DJ you can't blend. Oh, why'd you play this? Why'd you play that? But I was playing I was playing shit that I thought was clever enough to start with. So like. I started with uh, uh, Gary Glitter uh, Rock and Roll. <sighs> like you get, yeah, yeah, like yeah. If you want, you get ready to, to get get in the mode. Like oh, some shit about to happen. Right, 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 right. Then I would go to I'll play. Um, I went from playing uh, Wu Tang uh, Triumph, and they go is, uh, let's take it back to '79. And I played. Uh, um, I went from that to. Uh, uh, Quincy Jones, uh, summer summer night? No, Quincy Jones. Summertime. Summertime. And then I'll, I'll go to that. Is that the joint? No, no, no. No. I, I was about to sing no, that no, shit. I, I, no, it, it was it was a sample of um, the next episode. Okay. Because it came out around seventy nine. Okay, okay. So I played. I that. like where you going already. If I was listening, I'd have been like, "Oh, son, it's flavor, b." Like I'm going from one one vibe to another, but it makes sense. Then I go from that. Then I went to a couple of records. Then I did the major look uh, bit. That right there, you bought. Was that towards the end of the set? That was towards the end. Oh, you bodied them. And after that, I was just playing. You should have just dropped the headphones and left after that. <laughs> I should have. You know what I'm saying? I was walked off, and um, that was that was a pretty dope moment. It's fine. I have it on YouTube, but um, 
And then after that, what happened? So you got you, have, you had a few friends I was hating. Few friends, um, people like yo, I pre and it, and it was funny that a lot of people did root for me because they knew what was going on. But like, yo, this is dope. You yeah. deserve this, right? You work hard. You've um, been going through some shit. Um, but it's so crazy because that that was like a tra- another transition from like, I started out DJing, then I went from DJing to slash like, working for a record label, t- and helping like other acts get on like. The Gucci Mans, the Cams, the the Paul Walls, the Jim Jones, like working in this record record label and helping them for where I took myself off in the DJ circuit to actually being in the record label. Then kind of like when I did that shit on, on the radio, I was like, all right, now I'm going to go back in the clubs and just whatever. And that happens from time to time to some DJs, you know, I, and I wasn't consistent on DJing some of the times because I was like, I'm trying to wear a, a bag. And yeah. doing other things now, and and really the working at the record label definitely helped. Um, but yeah, that that night on the radio definitely was one crazy moment. And then what happened after that? So you're in the building. You you're in hot. You're you're in hot. You're spinning on hot, man. You fucking you you you're rubbing elbows with flex. Um, and then what happened? How'd you get down with uh Sife? Was ain't you like? Do you well, guys have a history? Yeah. Well, oh, hold on. Tell me the story about Mr. C again. About about the okay. joint. So. So when I got when I worked at Hot, I got it because it, it all kind of works together. When I started at Hot '03, um, tweet a year into it, I started entering Reflex on Saturday nights, carrying his crates into his, into the DJ booth, just helping him out, whatever. And that's kind of like how I got you know that being with Flex helped me got to work on the, the on air side because there was a thing where if you did street team, you're not allowed to be in this area. There was a thing they don't want you there. Like you're here for this, you're not here for that. Right. If you want to do that, you got to do it in your own time. But I was able to enough to be lucky enough to work with Flex, and then that kind of allowed me to have those relationships with other people. Like, yo, I love to do the boards because the boards was eventually like a a gateway of to be on the air. If you know how to work the, the boards and manage that, you can know how to be on the mic. Right. So that was that was that was one angle I was trying to work. Um, and it didn't work only because there was the the talent they had was so like monster like mm. you couldn't you couldn't there's no way it was hard for people to get on. So, Ernton with Flex C saw me more with Flex and then he kind of like and C was always kind of like a nice quiet person but he kind of opened up like we started building a relationship. Mm-hmm. We started he he started seeing me DJing. He started seeing me trying to try different spots. He's like you know what, open up and he trusted me mm-hmm. and he was like yo one night. Uh, I think in 05 He's like I'm, You're gonna DJ You're gonna open up for me uh, The Hammerstein Bar For Wu-Tang Clan I was like What? Yeah Put you on <laughs> I, Big. I was like Yo Wu-Tang And Throw your W's up I was hyped I was like Oh shit This is crazy The whole Hammerstein People walking in I'm playing open up music Open up early R&B He's like Whatever you do, don't play all the hot shit. I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. I'm just play shit that you know. I know what you're gonna play, cause I, I I study his set from going to speed so many times on a Sunday night, watching DJ. I watch and study other DJs to know what they're gonna play okay. and where they're gonna go to, whatever or not. Like, see, I'm not gonna do what you're gonna do. I'm gonna just play. Let me just play my grooves. Let me just do what up, what open up shit. I played this 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 uh throw some D's on it freestyle from Kanye and it was the only South record I played out of my set and he was like yo keep playing more South shit I was like 
you know, I'm just gonna play this because it's hot, because Kanye is popping. And he's like, nah, keep playing, yo, play this, play that. Then the last record, he's like, play Soldier Boy. I was like, fam, they gonna, he said, just do it, don't worry, I got you, I'll, I'll hold you down. I got so this you. is at a Wu Tang concert. Right. I was like, all right, see. You set me up. This already sounds like he's setting you up. Oh. <laughs> and I can't say no because he put he me put on. You on yeah. So I'm like, all right. See, I didn't know if he was going to say, if I say no, he's like, all right, well, get off. I was worried about that. And I just let that shit. I was like, all right, whatever you want, man. I'll be a, I'll, I'll be a trooper. So I get to Soldier Boy after three records. Meanwhile, I'm, so in, I'm feeling the tone in the room after the, the, the first record. Then the second record. The third record was a Soldier Boy. Then the crowd's like, You care more grunt. I, I played you, and I heard the biggest hot breath boo <laughs> inside that Hammerstein <laughs> ballroom. <laughs> and I felt the heat from mad, from the from mad 5,000 people of hardcore Wu Tang playing. Get him off the fucking ball. Then at the point, like, you know, I'm already here. I'm gonna have fun with this shit. I brought it back, spun it back, put this shit again, turn it off, hear them boo. So then instead I play- of the U's, you got the boos. But I kept playing the U part over and over again to hear the boos more. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, man. I'm already here. C comes up like, all right, man. Yo, all right, man. Y'all ready some real hip hop? Make some motherfucking noise. He does all this spiel. We don't like these fucking Serato ass DJ motherfuckers. Meanwhile, he was on records. And he's like, if you don't, if you don't like that whack ass South shit, make some motherfucking noise, X, Y, Z. We don't like that South shit. Um, yo, if you don't like this bum ass DJ, <laughs> I was like, tell him to stop playing that shit. Boom, uh, boom. I'm like, yo, I put, yo, and I filmed it. Drewski was, Drewski was hilarious. Early Drewski days. Just you feel me on, on my on my Sony wow. cam. Wow, that's some WWF shit. Like, Yo, what do you mean this? Video? I put my headphones down. Like, all right, man, I'm done. I done. I packed up my shit. He's like, Yo, pack it with Serato. Don't get the fuck up. I'm like, Oh, he still was going in. He's still going <laughs> in. Like I did something. Like I didn't do nothing to you. Like Yo, why would you? What were we doing? Just crazy. like, damn, he roasted you, man. That's fucked up. But I got on camera though. I'm like, Don't tell me that. I've never seen that video. Is no. it still up? It's in the vaults. Relax. It's somewhere. So, That's why I'm a hard job. Right, so I that, lied. They asked me. I know you still got it. Nope. It's, I still have it, but I right. ne- I'm never going to put it out. So that happened, right? Yeah. And then after that, like, what happened after that? Like, what? I felt the confidence of never worrying about getting a, like, it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like bombing on this, on the comedy set, right? Mm-hmm. That was my bombing. After I got that, that whatever monkey on my, my monkey off my back from just that, 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 the worrying about. Me fucking up. Yeah, I never worry about Shit's that ever. Fucking liberating. Yeah, I never had to worry about ever life in my life in my DJ sets. I All would right. get anxious, but I would never have that. Feeling. So you was rolling with Flex, C seen you, put you on, set you up, try to fucking sabotage the kid, try to put you the banana in the tailpipe. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pause fucking sure. thing. And then, um, the Scythe thing. And then with Scythe. So how'd you, how did you uh, progress into that? While working at the station, Scythe knew me. He'll see me at different spots. Um, and one of our mutual friends, Trip, was doing, carrying Scythe's crates. So every Saturday night, all the DJs do parties, whatever, whatever. So I will always go to a different DJ's party. Mm-hmm. So I will go through C's party, Flex's party, Camilla's party, and Sipe's party. So Sipe had this party in the Bronx called the X Bar. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a hip hop slash Latin night, and I was like, "Yo, can I can I go?" And meanwhile, I just did his like his board. I I did a board up. I produced or engineered Sipe's mix show. He's like, yeah, "Which yeah. one?" Uh, he was filling for Flex in one night. Oh, okay, okay. Because I always, I would always do Flex's sh- uh, Saturday night show. Oh, okay. So I somehow I got the job after the board up, uh, the longtime board up who had Flex's sh- uh, show for the longest, Little Nat. I took over, took over her slot. Okay. I think there was another board up in between, but I took over mainly his slot. So I always had that slot. And I was like, "Yo, you going, you going out tonight?" So he was like, "Yeah, yo, can I, can I go? I'm just going dolo." You know what? Meet me there at this time. So he basically like he, yo, here's my crate. Go mm-hmm. carry it. So I was one of the guys that carried his crate, and he had like seven, eight, nine crates. So I would carry it in. And That's then, mad crates, people. What year is this? Because we're going back. We're kind of going backwards, right? Well, yeah, because how now he positioned it because it was he put me on to DJ on the radio like in 20, 2010. Okay. But he also put me on when I was on 05 to do the live concert. Oh, okay. So this is a different time. Yeah. But it's fine. Um, so now this is like 06. Now this is the peak of reggaeton popping. Rompe. 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 Mm-hmm. Hector El Bambino. All mm-hmm. that shit. Daddy Yankee. This yeah. is Daddy Yankee. Fucking when he was rapping super fast. Um, Fuego Calderon. So Cypher had this, sh- this Saturday, night show, Saturday, Saturday show called Cypher Saturdays. Mm-hmm. They would have these specializes, uh, intro music of this. Cypher, Cypher Saturday, yeah. He had, he had a group, uh, Nina Sky, that did that that intro for him. Um, so Cypher will have that, and it just be it'll be an ongoing thing. Cypher be a dick, basically. His jokes is being a smart ass prick, and and that's I get that because I that's where I I came up, and I'm a prick too, so I understand his, his humor. And this is before he was thinking about thinking about doing comedy. And then he's like, yo, you should do my radio show, like, on Saturdays, because the board op always kept calling out. Like, an hour before the radio show, he's like, yo, Juanito, can you do the show? I'm not going to make it. He's drunk. He passed out. I was like, all right. So I kept doing it so much, filling in from where it's a point where they're like, well, you might as well just take over the shift, because you're always doing it now. Like, So that's when me and Sype kind of build a a stronger relationship. Um, He was like, yo, you're DJing a lot. And while I was doing the boards, I would do a lot of clubs with DJ Envy. Like, I would do a lot of strip clubs with him mm-hmm. and different spots. So I was getting money with Envy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an interesting part, too. So I would do that, then DJ other spots, and m- move around, have a weekly after after work party in the city. Um, and then Sipes like, yo, you should just roll with me everywhere. I was like, all right, sure. And I, I, I Sipes was always like, 
I always look up to him because I thought he was the nicest. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, just come roll with me. So it would be me, him, Big Kev. Uh, it would be, I'm trying to think of who else. Was, was Drewski, was Drewski was there? I don't think Drewski was there yet. But then he kind of came on afterwards. Um, he probably was. I'm trying to think of how bad, what year it was. So I'll roll with him, open up for him. Um, and, and, and that relationship was dope because it ended up me being like one of their producers for when Cypher and Rosenberg kind of was meshed together. Oh, shit, dope. So there was a Saturday show when Ro- Rosenberg's first day on the job was at Summer Jam. Mm-hmm. The following yeah. the following Sunday after Summer Jam, the following Sunday after Summer Jam, I was, I was Rosenberg's first engineer producer of his late night show. And then I was the first producer of the Warnette uh, podcast for the first oh, two shit. years. That's crazy. First two, yeah, first two or three years, and then. Uh, so you was already in the mix with legendary shit before you knew it was legendary, right, pretty much. Right. So, um, when this motherfucker always claims that he's uh, famous for one app, no. Yeah. I just helped start that shit. So, sorry, Billy. All right. You also so got your first name from them too. <coughs> what? The tallest Mexican. You know who? You wouldn't think who gave me that name. You would never think that guessing years. Really? I thought that's where I heard it from. No. Was from them. Well, who gave me that name was K Slay. Oh. K Slay's from Spanish Harlem. Mm. And he's he knows he Does he does. Does he does. So he knows one hundred and sixteen is all Mexicans on, on Spanish Harlem. That's he's like, Oh, that's all Mexican Those fucking crazy dr- drunk motherfuckers, they're always out in the street. He's like I never met a tall Mexican before in my life, man. I swear to God. You Mexican? Oh, man. I never met a Mexican. <laughs> He's like, damn, man. You a tall motherfucker. I thought you I could do it. You a poor week. I was like, nah, Slay. I'm, I'm. And that's another relationship I had that was another relationship I have in this business that I cherish strong. K-Slay's one of another person that took me under his wing and, and learned that aspect of the business. Like, Working with K-Slay and his partner at the time helped me get an internship at Asylum. So mm. Case, and then not only that, helping K-Slay with his first with his magazine Straight Sun. Mm-hmm. That was Ryan with Straight Sun and me and all the bad joints. That's crazy. Straight Sun, if you don't know, it was like it was a king. There was Straight. St- it was like the it was like porn without porn. Pretty. It was like porn without nipples. It was it and was pussy, the, but it was like if there the was the biggest me- asses you could think about. If there was a ranking or a meter of porn, mm-hmm. it was the notch right before it hits porn. Like yeah. it was that close borderline porn of the shit. Um, I, I, that's one thing I forgot. To put in the notes, Billy. The the K Slate story, because K Slate really gave me that name, the tallest Mexican. That that gave me another life in the radio station. Was like, oh, you know what? And they're like, who's he talking about? Right, right. That was when they were doing the morning show, and, and they were. It wasn't like how it is now. They were allowed to just bring people in and out. Mm. And they were like, oh, Juanito, the tallest Mexican, is going to come in and do this. So it right. was it, it allowed me to have a character on the sh- on the morning show. And Cypher was like, you my guy, and you know, I fucks with you, so we're trying to figure out. And Cypher always wanted to have a me, have me a role. Um, but I think the best way Cypher put it he, he mentioned this on his last podcast he did with Rosenberg. He didn't know how to use Rosenberg, like his talent. Mm-hmm. I think he, that's the same way he probably didn't know how to use other talent that he had. Right. Like he had Dominican Jew. He had like this uh, Brooklyn, Jeff from Brooklyn. He had 
other talent around him, but he just didn't know how to use him. Because mm-hmm. he still was, I don't know, he, he said it best in that podcast. If you had a chance to listen to Cypher uh, Guest Spot, listen to that. He kind of mentions that. New podcast, Cypher Sounds Guest Spot. You can find it on Tidal. Check that SoundCloud. shit out, that man. And SoundCloud, man. Yeah, I, I found it on SoundCloud. I'll be using my homies. Shout out to my man Lawrence Follett. Let me use his account, son. Ooh-ooh. Lawrence Follett. That's my guy. So, all right. So, uh, you're rolling with Sife. He sees your movement. He doesn't know exactly how to, to, to use your talent. Uh, fast forward to now. We're about to wrap this up. Fast forward to now. We got to do you, a part two. Uh, how'd you get this slot? How'd you get this, this well, on-air uh, slot at... Um, at, at Hot Nine, Hot, like, I mean, it sounds like a fucking long ass time run coming. You're talking about from 2003 to I 2018. Think, I, think the, I think I'm always. How did you not quit, son? With all the bullshit. I don't know, man. I think it it comes down to having the radio station embedded in my life. To it's like a, a relationship, whether it's good or bad. It was the loyals. I it was loyal to it. Mm-hmm. I think it was back loyal to me, but no one. The one thing that no one really knows that I never really promoted out there that I got let go from the radio station in 2014. Oh, shit. They let me go, and that's when Ebro stepped down from the radio station, and there were so many dr- let goes and different changes, whatever, whatever, reconstruction of the brand and so, shit like that. So I was on I was on a tour with the, with an artist, and then it just so happened that we just did mad dates. Like, we went to Europe. We went to, like... Other festivals we did, met, we traveled all over the fucking globe, and it and didn't feel like I got fired because mm. I was still allowed to do some gigs on the station. They were still allowed me to come up, so I was like, "Oh, I'm let go of my job, but I'm still here." They allowed me to come back, allowed me to do mad fun shit. Um, so what led up to me being on the radio now? But you stayed so. I stayed loyal. You st- not only you stayed loyal, you stayed active. That's why I be active. telling people like. I Sometimes sound, you make yourself like I, it sounds simple. Like when I tell people, I go, they ask me, I go, you gotta make yourself hot sometimes. And when I mean hot, it does it just means fucking relevant. It means that you might not be somewhere, but when someone looks up, they see you there. It like keeps them, it keeps you in their mind. So it's like, oh, this motherfucker, you could have vanished into the abyss, but you stayed active. You know what I mean? You stayed around. You stayed working. Um, and that's one thing. I guess I, I always see people making a move. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's dope. But I always see, like, I didn't hate on it or I didn't, like, give it shade. You know? I was like, when it comes organically of what I want to do, it's going to work for me. Right. And I was like, all right, let me just, let me think of something and now I'll make it work. Or right, let me just find it where it makes sense for me and not force it. Because mm-hmm. then it's nev- it'll never work or it'll never flourish. And I think over time, you know, Ebro's very strategic of just how – how to use my talents let me flourish and then my new PD um, PO was able to see that oh we can use you I want I want to use you more on the radio mm-hmm. there's something there um, and having someone to believe in you I have a team believe in you and and, and then finding myself to fi- figure out how to believe in myself over time and that helps no absolutely um, and then put myself in a position and then honestly the best year I 2017 has been the best year for me f- to be on the radio almost every day mm-hmm. in the morning on the main 
like the 7 a.m. hour in the morning radio is the most popping shit. The morning show. Right. But that okay, every, yeah. the 7 a.m. is the most listened hour in morning Because people radio. are in transit, so they're listening. They're listening to that. Fucking truck drivers, fucking t- teachers. Everybody's listening to the morning show. And having my name kind of change and also to add an additional name was a different, was a weird situation because it was like, oh, well, I want them to know Juanito. I don't want them to know my government name. Mm-hmm. But the government name, the DJ John, it it became a new life where kids are singing a tune. Kids, what, what are you talking about, DJ yeah, John? Can you explain that? So DJ John became popular. I was doing a bowl party with my boy, Michael Medium. We did a bowl party. Shout out to Michael Medium. And and they're like, all right, well, you're going to promote it, but you're going to say it in Spanish. I was like, yo, don't clown me like that. And <laughs> I was like, oh, don't, don't do that. What are we doing? We'll say it. I was like, you know what? I said halfway, and then somehow I just gave up. Well, you know what? Since you you know, you know, you can't really say it in English, and you can't really say it in Spanish, and that's that's the joke. And you could uh, we're gonna not we're not gonna call you Juanito Juanito anymore. We'll call you John, uh, your government name. So your name is now John. So the DJ John is like, well, you now it's DJ John. You're not DJ Juanito anymore. You're DJ John. I'm like, damn. And like, and I get mad too. He's like, yo, why they doing that to you? Why they doing that to you? Why they playing you? Whatever. But that's the bit. That's the role you had to play, or right. like. Um, and then one day, the tune we're playing, the instrumental, it's an old um, salsa song, and Roseburg one day starts singing DJ John, and then it kind of caught on, like everyone in the room starts singing it to be a dick, mm-hmm. not knowing they're be them trolling me and being a dick to me, happen to be a work in their in the show's favor where. Little kids are singing it. Oh, it's catchy. Mm-hmm. And it goes with the tune of the salsa record. Um, and then we would get videos and tweets of kids singing in the car. That's crazy. I was like, I see one, then we see another, and then just more and more start popping. Where I was like, oh wow, it's a thing. And then I was like, fuck it. If it's a thing, let me just start creating an IG, a Twitter. Let me make it active. Let me make it more of a thing. And then. It just it, it is what it is that enabled me to be on the summer, on MetLife Stadium billboard. They had the billboard around the whole stadium. Where yeah. I was on that. That's crazy during summer jam. So I was like, Yo, how I did that shit feel? I'm still, I'm still, I'm still amazed. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I know people look at me. They think I'm chiseled out of cast iron, right? Your boy be tearing up sometimes. I sometimes like if I was you, I definitely fucking would have been like, Oh man, yo, just because you know what makes me tear up. The fucking journey, bro. Like sometimes I'll sit there and reflect of like, yo, I remember fucking cleaning toilets for the fucking worst slot on the show, and then you think about how far you come to where you're like, oh shit, people looking at me like I got the juice now. Where it's like, nah, bro, you don't even know how fucking f- like. And then you like you said earlier, it's still mad far to go. But so how did the fuck did that shit feel, bro? You at MetLife Stadium, you're a fan of Hot 97 your entire fucking existence. The Summer Jam is like the biggest concert I would say in New York City, like hip hop for since I can remember. Yeah, I remember actually. I remember going to my first Summer Jam joint, feeling that moment of me seeing myself on the build, like the Billboard pillars at MetLife Stadium was fucking crazy, and it really brought me back to my first Summer Jam experience was back in '97, seeing like seeing Mace, Hove, seeing. Diddy, Meth, the whole Wu Tang. Um, that's crazy. That was the year Biggie died. In so 97. I was like, damn, I always want to see Biggie live and I never got a chance to see him live. Damn, that's crazy. 
So, and that really brought me back to that moment, like, wow, like, I'm actually here, my face is there, and and I would see so many of my friends, like, my radio friends would just have their moments, and like, oh, oh, they, they're in a Summer Jam magazine, they in the, there was a Summer Jam manual you'll get, when the, like, a, a booklet or a program, oh, they got the picture right there next to the double XL, like, oh, that's dope, I'm like, one day I'm gonna have my shit, one, yeah. day, one day, but when they, when I had my name in the billboard, they didn't, they didn't, um, we didn't, uh, there was no um, program published. I'm like, fuck, I wish I had that program. Ah, oh, sucker shit. They but, can't take away the but feeling. But I remember I, I was waiting mad times because they'll, they'll, they'll loop. They'll have my picture that was Shawnee Culture, Nessa, stuff like that. So every time they show Nessa, I knew my shit was up next. I'm like, oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. So I'll be in the parking lot taking mad pictures like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Then you finally got it. So, yeah, man. And then, you know, this year has been a great year for 2017. Now 2018, we got, you know, it's a, I look at it as a, a bright future of just having this this night show. Um, it's one night, it's a couple hours, but the one night one night stand. One night the one you're talking about. Yeah, so it's. Um, Where can you check that out? Hot ninety seven. Hot ninety seven. You can Ready? also stream Rom Ready. You can stream it live on Hot ninety seven app. Go to App Store, or Google Play, download Hot ninety seven. And what's the time slots? What's the? It's from eleven p.m. to five a.m. Um, starts with Juicy with the movement. Uh, then we go to Real Late with Peter Rosenberg at 12 midnight. And then at 1 and at 2 p.m., I mean 2 a.m., 2 a.m., we go to um, Real uh, International Hour with DJ Lead, and I take you the rest of the way to Ebo in the morning. I'm saying. So it's been a journey. <laughs> Mike G. Yes, You know, Billy. you guys actually shared a moment in 2017 because you got to take over for Cypher Sounds and DJ at Caroline's for Michael Che and Pete got to open oh, yeah, for yeah, Michael that Che. Big, That's my that first time saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I was big. dying laughing. But you know it's lit because it was like that thing of like shout out to Che because it was one of them things like he was like he he was on he was on Facebook something and he was like he made a post. He was like, yo, who do you think that I should give an opportunity to or whatever? Boom, boom, boom. So you didn't know each other before him. I knew him, but like I don't I didn't know him. Like I, I right. know him like, yo, what's up? Met maybe in passing or whatever. And um, this is before I think I even started hosting Broken, I think, maybe, or like around the same around time. Around the same time. So but I had been telling you, uh, telling Juanito about you. Yes. So the dude fucking, um, he posts Facebook, yo, who should I give a shot to? And I didn't see nobody say my name on the, like, nobody put my name in the comments, like, or nothing. So I'm just like, whatever. And I'm sitting there, like, I'm not gonna say I'm a hater, but sometimes I hate. I, I look, and I'll be like, "Yo, these niggas can't." I'll smoke these niggas. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's just me being factual, and if you feel different, then co- tell me about it right. because like, nobody's gonna step Need up. Need that competitiveness. So, so, and usually I know, I, like, I'm, I, I, my whole shit. I've always felt like, like the same thing. The underdog, like, all right, whatever. Once I get my shot, you're gonna see, like, all right. And then, like, it wasn't even an opening. Like, this was like. I remember getting there and they were like, we don't see your name on the fucking shit. And I'm like, oh, uh, so I'm like, Yo, I I'm hyped up. I wore my nice shirt. I'm like, oh, shit, you know what I'm saying? And then they was like, all right, we're going to put you up, whatever, because Che wasn't there yet or whatever. And then I got up. I don't even, I, I, I think I got up before he even got there. So yeah. he didn't even see my set. Yeah. Which was like another thing where it's like as a as a I think he did, but I'm, maybe he just maybe, but but that shit was like yo fucking sold out. Car- I never did a sold out Caroline show. I did Caroline's before, like a lot of people there, but not sold out. Not like Michael Che. Fucking. Like he had he had other uh, comics there, and I was like, but it's a different aspect when you have. It was definitely a different atmosphere because he had like there was a uh, there was a gay comedic, and then it was a fe- what was the name of the girl? Um, Carrie. Carrie. She was there. And there was someone else. 
Yamanika was yeah. there. Chanel then, was there. But when Petey get on, it's a different aspect of it, right? Right. So it's like, I don't know. I guess I relate to it. It's like the she was saying, like, "Yo, this motherfucker hysterical." But like, my shit. So, so that shit to me, like, it was a big fucking. It was like wow. Even though nothing really like, I gotta say, like, I felt personally like it was just such to say something. I did something, mm-hmm. and like I met you there for the first like. No, I, I met you. I met him no, there. you met him there. Oh, so I met you there for the first time because he was talking. You know, he once he talks you up, uh, he'll talk you up till you meet someone. He's like, yeah. "Yo, trust me, yo." And um, but yeah, I felt like it was like it, it felt cool at the moment, but then it was like, all right, what the fuck? What what? Because you know, you get you have a little opportunity. You're like, all right, this is it, yo. Somebody's gonna see me, and then I'm gonna get. And I didn't really get nothing out of it, re- other than be like saying that I did it. You know what I mean? Or it felt like that. Right. But it still was a cool thing. Yo, that was that was a dope night. That was a dope night. And this yeah. fuckface didn't tell me that fucking Jason Sudeikis was right in front of me the whole time. I didn't know until after the show. Who? Jason Sudeikis and Sudeikis. Olivia Wilde were sitting in front of me. Oh, were? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking crazy. And uh, but the Will same Forte. night you did. The same night you did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dope, man. You can say that too. If you Why want. they didn't call me, man? Fuck them. Nah, I'm just kidding. Shout out to them, man. Um, so you're fucking one night, one night stand. Hot nine seven. Rom ready. Uh, what the fuck are you trying to show me, Billy? Show me. Show me. What are you doing? What's going on? Can the you question, the the man the fan question? Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, so we're closing out. We got a couple questions here from the fans. Uh, these are questions we ask every guest. Uh-oh. Uh oh. R- fucking respond however you'd like. All right. And uh, yeah. You ready? Oh, you're asking these questions. I'm asking. Yeah, the we fan got my question. man. We got, my man. We got the favorite five. And what is your name on the show, Billy? I get called. He Dan. calls me Billy. He calls me Dan. It I doesn't matter. You call him Dan because now he's thirty. He's Dan now. He's an yeah, adult. Yeah, you're Dan. Yeah, I'm gonna change it from Dan. What's your favorite bodega item you've only seen in New York? Because mm. you've been all over the world. You've been to Denmark. Oh, right? the New York Deli jalapeno chips. You, you can't find them. Oh, a, those is my The red, the red bag. Yeah, yeah, the red bag. You can't, can't find them anywhere else. That. And they kettles, son. Oh, and what else? Um. Oh, the the, the deli slice rolls. Like they everywhere else they <laughs> got the they got the we got the rolls, but everyone else has the the the, the heroes. <laughs> but they don't call them heroes. They call them like. In Philly, they call them hoagies or whatever, whatever, or wedges. Grinders. Whatever. Yeah, yeah grinders. That's in, yeah, that's in that Connecticut. Shit, they that call them grinders. Weird. That shit's weird. Fucking. That shit's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I would say that. Something else. Quarter waters. Okay. I, I, I never seen quarter waters out of, out of town. Um, all right, go ahead. I'll think of something else. What's your favorite word and why? Word? And it doesn't, you know what? It doesn't have to be, it could be. A two-word term. I think we should change it up. Like it could be like phrase. Get it? Yeah, it could okay. be anything. It oh. A word is super hard. Pause. Shit. There it is. Favorite fucking word is shit. Why? <laughs> shit. <laughs> you use shit anywhere. Good, bad, emotion. Yeah. So it's like yo, you see a you see a shorty walking down the street. You're not gonna catcall, but you you talk to yourself. You go shit. She's or when you good. fucking the girl in the common bus, shit, shit. You know what I'm saying. All right. What would you do in the event of a zombie apocalypse? Oh, let's go. Give me a fucking knife with a sword. We get, we getting this popping. I'm oh, ready for shit. these zombie motherfuckers, man. Damn. I've been up fucking watching Walking Dead. Every zombie movie I've watched, no matter what it what came, if it was a boule, the 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 shit that came out in Europe, the 28 days or 28 days later, whatever shit. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for these motherfuckers. So you you're basically studying. I'm ready to go. You're ready to apply. It's happening. You're ready. It should happen already in Brazil. 
There's already zombies in Brazil. I'm ready to go. That's crazy. You think you think Megan Megan Wright's ready for this UFO shit? Ain't no one know more about zombies than me. Go for the fucking juggler. Go for the neck. Go for the head. Just cut the head off. You be aight. Yo, cut the head off, son. All right, last question. Last man. one. What would you tell your seventh grade self now? Oh, well, we did talk about seventh grade. Um, Don't throw that shit out the bus, nigga. <laughs> 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 throw that out the bus. Don't do that, man. Just chill. Oh, man. yo, seventh grade was the fucking transition year of, of my puberty year because I was in braces. Um... I didn't really go to a barber that much of that year. I was still fluctuating weight. <laughs> I was going from super fat to like slim. To eighth, eighth grade was my best year because I was like slimmed down, getting mm-hmm. mad joints. Uh, <laughs> yo, you got eight months, kid. You be all right. Mm-hmm. For the braces, yo, we got eight months. You be all right. Eight months, you can deal with it. That's about it. I'll probably tell that. All right, yo, thank you so much. Uh, he said that was the last question, but I do have one more question. Or it's not even a question. It's just uh, I want to get this from you to a listener. Uh, they heard your story. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're inspired. They're going to check out the radio show. Make sure you check out Feed the Meter. When do you guys drop that? Uh, we don't We don't have a regular day. Just we so that you just follow Every them. week. Yeah, every yeah, week. Every week. Follow them, Feed the Meter podcast. Well, look, when, when is this dropping? Monday. Monday. Oh, so by the time you guys listen to this, uh... I, I now since I'm doing a radio show, I'm now incorporating a news thing to the podcast where I will talk to a listener and have a long conversation with the listener. Oh shit! Because I can't have those long conversations on the air. Yeah. So I'll I'll create somehow I'll talk. Hey, talk to me X Y Z, and I'll just fuck with, fuck with the listeners, have a conversation, and I'll oh, put shit. that out. That's so lit. I'll I'll have a long con- DJ conversation with my my boy, my DJ brother DJ Fafing is heavy hitters. We had a long DJ talk, and he was congratulating me on... The heavy hitters are in the building. building. <laughs> so we had a long conversation about just DJ shit, and him just con- congratulating me on my on the new shift. And we just... It basically starts off him trying to prank me. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, let me get... Let me let me talk to Big Sausage over there. Big Sausage with the two... The two I was like, yo, yeah. some crazy joint. I was like, <laughs> yo, man, you can't prank and prank. So, yeah, yeah. so that, I'm going to add that to it. But, um... So check that out every mm-hmm. week. Feed the me the podcast. And before we get out of here, man, I just want to say thank you for coming out. What would you tell somebody on the grind, man? Some maybe they didn't even get on the. They ain't even start grinding yet. Uh, they feel like maybe. Uh, they feel like maybe there's no future in it, so they maybe not even start grinding. Maybe they'll just be like, you know what, fuck this. I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna work at fucking Shoprite right now because my dreams seem too far away. What would you tell that kid or that adult? That's uh sidebar. If you do work at shop, right? Let me get that discount. Word, we need them. You know they got some steamed crab legs and all that shit in the back. Get you get some the, oysters. Oh, hey. I need that aphrodisiac. Hey. Aphrodisiac. Uh, so I would tell the person on the grind is, for for what I know, if you love the thing that you love, whatever it is, whether you love sneakers, whether you love law, love helping people, love being a radio, love whatever it is, athlete, whatever, whatever. If you love it so much, you dedicate it, whatever it is. No matter if you get sidetracked in life, if you still love it and you still want to give a good crack at it, continue on with it. You might get, you might have a good, might go, your path might be different, but the path you take makes your story greater if you stick with the love. Hmm. Um, and if you love it for what it is, everything will come with it as far as like the gifts, the blessings, you know, like, 
some I used to think, yo, where's the money at? The money at? But then when you put that money to the side and really kind of focus on the craft and focus with the love, all that shit will come. And then you think about, yeah, I don't really need the money. You yeah. you love everything will come with it, and you love um, all the perks and you know. But now the perks I get, I figured like, well, how can I give this to someone else? Right, like yeah. Shout out for you. You gave me a pair of kicks the other day. I appreciate that, bro. I that did? was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. But sure, yeah. That shit was big. He threw me like they, you know. I was like, oh shit, nobody gives me shit ever, and that was that was pretty dope. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think what. Oh, I'm trying to plan this. Oh, I'm trying to plan a birthday party. So basically, um, I might do it at this spot called Spin. Mm-hmm. And there was another spot I thought about. Fuck. Oh, in Harris Pool Party in AC. Okay. On February 9th So. I'm trying to work that out, which is gonna happen February 9th. Harris is lit. So you know, we get some rooms. You know, we get some rooms. It's definitely, we could do some. I mean, y'all, I'm fucking down, bro. Um, and then that's gonna happen. And I'm trying to think of something else. I'm trying to do. Oh, so the next pickup game I'm doing with the garden. So I'm doing these pickup games with fans, and I'm not putting it together. But I'm so don't hit him up to be on the team and none of that. No, that's but, what he's saying. Right, but I, <laughs> what I do is <laughs> he took the disclaimer out. Yo, if, I'm not booking this shit. I'm if just you, there. if you like the experience of just if you love basketball, if you love the Knicks, and you never actually you want to play on the, on the Knicks basketball game, and you want to go to a game, there's an experience that uh, I can help you put in the right person. Experience for the family. So I'm actually seeing these kids and his families, dads and parents putting these. Experience th- that thing enjoying that with the kids, and I'm like, oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. So I'm helping my man, trying to put you know, put them, put those people in the right spots. So I might do like a birthday, cultural mean like a fan giveaway or something like that. Oh, so, that's dope. Um, but you should come with me one of these. Yeah, I'm ready, man. Yeah. I'm ready. What? So where can they find you at, my dude? Oh, uh, uh, on Instagram and Twitter at DJ J U A N Y T O, or my all alter uh, alter ego at Real DJ John. Yo, my peoples, thank you so much. Shout out to ACAST for letting us uh, being the best host. They have us here. They don't give a shit. Uh, they do give a shit, but like, Thanks, they, ha- they have us here. Shout out to Laughable. Make sure you check us out on Laughable. Shout out to uh, fucking iTunes. Find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Shout out to my man, DJ Juanito, a.k.a. DJ John. Shout out to young fucking Dan. Happy fucking 30th birthday. Um, and that's that's it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 